0: I am Sarah-Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today I am answering your questions called into the podcast phone number, but first today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose today is lunch dates with my husband while the kiddo is at school. So now that our kiddo is in school again, we are able to sneak away and have a little date in the middle of the work week. And that's going on today. I love it because it feels like we're, we typically meet there and then we kind of go our separate ways afterwards. And it feels like we're like young and dating again. My thorn is that I am someone, so I Just, I often get sore throats like from my lung stuff, like coughing a lot, or from you know just talking so much for my job. And it's been a rough one this week. And my bud is grabbing time to read my book. I'm currently reading Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed, and I'm loving it, and I'm looking forward to you know, finding a little bit of time, a little pocket of time in the day-to-day to to get some reading in. All right, let's hear from our first caller today. Hi, Sarah Jane, this is Kylie again. I had a question about your journey with Enneagram coaching. I've watched a lot of your episodes, maybe you've done an episode about this, I'm not sure, but I'm just wondering and curious about your history with how you became a coach, how you found the Enneagram, and how you began to integrate that into your life and into your career and make it, yeah, make it your entire career. I think it's amazing. I was also curious if that is something that anyone can do that's interested in the Enneagram. Like, can anyone become an Enneagram coach? Or if, if you really want to go deeper and learn more about the Enneagram and how to counsel others and learn together how someone would go about that but yeah after you're listening to your podcast i've just gotten really into it and having gone deeper through your episodes and posts and everything i'm just really interested and want to learn more so yeah thank you so much have a good day hi kylie nice to hear from you again so i did do an episode on this if you search this is kind of how i find my own episodes so if i search enneagram and coffee My Journey Behind the Curtain. It'll pull up the episode that you can listen to that goes into much more detail. But today I will also give you kind of a synopsis of my journey and some things I wish I'd known. So I started my coaching actually, so I was doing marketing full-time for a company in town and my friend and I started a marketing company together. We started by running other people's accounts, social media accounts, things like that. And then we got into education, so we started teaching people our strategies, our methods, and we did this through a one-on-one coaching program. Well, from there, I found that my passion really lied in helping people to recover from burnout, prevent burnout, and my skill sets really lie in productivity and task management. So I went off on my own and started my own kind of more consulting company talking about how to refine your business and your strategies so that you can prevent and recover from burnout. That being said, while I was doing that, I found the Enneagram and it was transformational, right? Like it helped me not only to, like I could put all of these tools into place for people and help them to, you know, work through some of their mindset, but also make some like practical moves in the direction of more systems, but if I didn't know why they were burning out, then I couldn't help them to the degree that I wanted to. And the Enneagram gave us so much clarity into why these behaviors continued, right? Like a type seven is going to burn out because they feel like they can't be alone in their feelings. So they're going to kind of fill all their time up with things, or they're afraid of missing out on opportunities, or they have so many ideas and they don't know which one to follow. So they end up kind of trying to follow all of them at once versus a type one who's going to burn out because they can't they don't know when good enough is good enough, right? So that was completely career changing for me. And I started integrating the Enneagram into that work more casually, like not calling myself an expert, but just kind of asking questions. And then I eventually decided to get like trained in the Enneagram. So I did my first training and I moved on from there and started speaking about um, the Enneagram more confidently in my work. And then I started Enneagram and Coffee, all of this stuff happening around the same time. And now I have done several different trainings. I'm not certified in several different schools, but I've gone to several different schools trainings and continue to learn. So I say this to say that, one, I think Our journey to learning the Enneagram never stops. I think we're lifelong learners of this tool because people are ever-evolving. We can never really fully know the depths of the human psyche, and we forget, like, There are so many nuanced elements that maybe we attach ourselves to one element for a while of a certain type, and we really explore that. But then we are reminded by listening and learning and continuing the educational process that, oh, yeah, there's this whole other element, and we explore that for a while. And um, I will say every time I hear someone talk from their perspective as an Enneagram, you know, whatever their type is, I learned something new. So I say that to say my journey will never end, right? Like this, my Enneagram journey continues on. Here's what I wish I had known if I were to do it over again. I think if I were starting fresh, right? Because I had had multiple businesses before I started, but I'm going to pretend like I'm in your shoes where I'm like, I'm really into the Enneagram. How could I make, how could I become a coach? I would first get trained in the Enneagram. My personal school of recommendation at this moment is the Narrative Tradition, the Narrative School. They're a great place to start. I've absolutely loved every training I've ever done with them. I personally Googled my way to my first training. Don't regret my first training. Loved that. But I just, if I were to start over again, that's where I would start. And like some of the other schools I really like are like CPE Enneagram. I haven't done any trainings with them yet, but I intend to, because I'm obsessed with subtypes and they do a lot of work around subtypes. But I think if I were starting fresh, I would want to start with the narrative and then move on to CPE Enneagram, if it were me. So start with my opinion, the narrative. And then from there, you're going to want to get coach training separate. They're going to talk to you about coaching, but I think it's helpful if you're going to do coaching coaching to really go in and get formal training on that, because it is a skill and it, is something that you're going to want to have education around and then from there invest in some good coaching around business and how to do your business and how to run your business so these are kind of that i see it in that process because you're going to start your business before you get the coaching for your business hopefully your business will be able to pay for that but you're going to want support in this journey and i really just think We think, oh, if I learn the Enneagram, then I can have an Enneagram coaching business. And you definitely can. And I I highly encourage you to do it. If this is something that you are interested in and excited about, like, yes, go for it. And it doesn't make you a business owner. And it is a business. And you deserve to make a living doing what you love and you can do that but we don't just kind of like learn that in Enneagram training so I say all that to say definitely go for it and you definitely can become an Enneagram coach it's definitely a job that you can do and you start with the Enneagram certification there's going to be some light coaching and some light business stuff in that but then move into kind of going deeper into coaching training and then going deeper into business training so that you can have a sustainable business that will last you for a long time. I hope that this was helpful and it's nice to hear from you again, Kylie. We're going to take a quick break to hear from today's podcast sponsor, which is Pros. There is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. Personally, I found out through this process that I have very complicated hair. I have curly hair that I heat style often that gets kind of greasy at the roots but dry at the ends. It is just, you know, she needs a lot. She has specific things that she likes and that she needs. And she is not an easygoing set of hair, right? Like she's she's specific. And so I know the struggle of finding the right shampoo and conditioner and right styling products for my hair because she's a diva. But thanks to my personalized pros routine, I can honestly say that I have never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. So They use natural ingredients with proven results and they customize every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First pro starts by asking about you as a person. So with their in-depth consultation, pros asked me really unexpected things like where do I live? Like what's my zip code? What are my eating habits? And then it helped me to understand my hair better. I've taken quizzes like this before and they'll be like, what kind of hair do you have? And I'm like, I do not know. But in the process of taking this quiz, I actually felt like I understood my hair better. They helped me to know what my curl type was. They helped me to understand if I had thin or thick hair, which honestly I have never known the answer to, versus, and then like how thin hair differs from hair density. And if my hair is porous or not porous, it was incredibly informative. And then pros analyzed all of my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. Together pros got all my hair goals covered. So I got like everything. (laughs) I got the shampoo and the conditioner and I got them in the scent Botanica, which honestly smells like a like every time I'm in there it feels like I went to a sauna and I got the curl cream which is life changing and the hair oil as well as the detangler and so I use the shampoo and conditioner I spray the detangler in my hair which is also a heat protectant thank you and then I use the curl cream And then I just put a little bit of hair oil in the ends to smooth it out. My hair feels incredible. Y'all, this worked so well for me and I loved it so much that my husband started to sneak it because we have very similar hair types. And I was like, hey, you're gonna need to get your own. So he literally made his own order and he got the scent pearl, which is like sandalwoody, and I did not know I could like a scent more than I liked mine, but next time I order, I'm going to definitely get the pearl. It smells so good. If you are like a sandalwood vanilla kind of person, that's definitely the scent for you. But the spa like botanica spa vibes are also incredible. But my hair feels it feels like softer, shinier, fuller. I feel like my curls are more defined. And it's just so cool. And Prose is also a corporation that I stand behind in terms of the work that they're doing with the environment. They are a carbon neutral certified B Corp. Prose is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive, Prose is the best hair care you've had. They will take the products back. No questions asked. I don't think that's gonna happen, but it's nice to know it's risk-free. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash egram. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash egram for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Thank you, pros, for supporting the podcast. All right, let's get into our second question of the day. Hi, Sarah Jane. This is Gina. First of all, I love your work and all you do and just you as a person as much as I can say that uh, not actually knowing you. So I was just listening to one of your podcasts and I just realized I had a question, which is regarding the stress and growth directions for each number rather. I know that You can go to either one in health or stress, depending on your number. Me, I'm a four, and so that would be two and one, I believe, for me. But I was wondering, because I'm a wing five, if that works the same with wings, like if you have that same excess in a way, or if it's just only for your main number. So anyways, I just was curious and thought I would call you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye. Hi, Gina. Thank you so much for calling in. And so good to hear your voice. And thank you for your kind words as well. I'm glad you're here. So my initial answer to this is going to be a little unsatisfying. And that is maybe I think it's worth exploring for sure. However, I can't say one way or another for certain just because I've not ever seen any studies around this or any kind of definitive answer. So maybe let's play with it a little bit. So let's do this with me. So my wing is an eight. And so in rest, that moves to type two. And I can say that I definitely see elements of type two in me in terms of like when I do feel safe, or I think like it is stress relieving for me to give help and to love others and to offer support. And then I can see some of the more like lower levels of just kind of feeling like I over-sacrifice at times, things like that. However, I will say it doesn't feel as prominent as maybe it does for an eight. And I think the reason that when I think about this, when I think about really the rest move for me down to five as a seven, is so much more intimate because of the soul child theory, which proposes that in our youngest Years we were the number we moved to and rest, and that we've kind of created this Enneagram type as a way to protect that little version of ourselves. That feels only true for me as a seven moving to five, and kind of as a little five who learned that I needed to be happy in order to get through the world, or I needed to make other people happy and be the sunshine in order to get through life. So that being said, there's definitely for me a complete difference in the way that I experience that two energy and the way that I experience that five energy. I will also say that I'm a social seven. So there are some elements of two that we relate to as well, because we have kind of this desire to get our needs met, but then like some shame and guilt around that. So that's already at play in a different way for me and the way that I view the Enneagram. And then my eight wing would move to five in stress, which I already moved to five and I can already access that low end of five. But I definitely wouldn't say that it's a stress response for me. I would say that it's definitely more of a, I've gotten really comfortable and maybe a little bit complacent. So I kind of close people off, kind of become a little bit less social, put myself out there less. Now, if we were to do that with you, we can think through like, okay, what does it look like for you to move to eight? I would guess as a four, that might be similar to your type one move, that kind of black and white, right and wrong, action-oriented energy, and that kind of internally motivated energy. And then moving to stress, you know, for five, they move to seven, I'd be curious, you know, Four is moving to two, it's kind of more social. Five moving to seven is kind of a social thing. However, that seven move is also where they feel kind of scattered, overly committed, spread too thin, they have too many areas of interest. So I would be curious, you know, if you see that in your life and how that plays out for you. Honestly, I typically answer based on what facts I have, right? Which in some cases aren't many because we're exploring things that there aren't studies on. So I'm kind of saying maybe. However, I also like I want to work on being really honest about what I think. So I'm going to give you my unfiltered opinion on this one as well. I honestly think that that's possible, but I think it makes the work more confusing. Like adding in our wings into this understanding of our stress and rest lines, I think actually might make it harder for us to pay attention to our stress levels and our rest levels and to really use the tool. So for me, I probably wouldn't do it. But if you find it helpful, good on you, you know? And this also kind of reminds me of the work that my buddy Dr. Jerome does. He wrote a book called The Brain-Based Enneagram, where he talks about how we have all numbers in us. It's just that we access some more quickly than others. So he thinks of it kind of like a stacking in order of quickest access. So as a dominant type 7, it's like, My brain more quickly accesses the coping mechanisms of seven, but maybe right below that are one behaviors and like right below that are type five behaviors or type eight behaviors that are just kind of simmering beneath the surface, you know, and then we kind of have a stacking all the way down to the ones we access the least so if this were the case for me thinking about the way the lines work, maybe two a little bit higher up on my stacking because of my wing going to two, but also maybe because it just is the way that it is. So as we explore the ways in which we orient with the Enneagram and we see ourselves connecting to several types... Or how it kind of plays out in our life, I tend to come back to this theory that we kind of have all Enneagram types in us and that it's just kind of stacked in a particular order. And it makes these questions a lot less black and white. And I don't feel it has attached to having a really clear answer, honestly, because it's kind of like, yeah, we are whole people. We're not numbers that are just kind of put into a little box. We are. A full range of experiences. We can experience type two energy. We can experience type four energy and type seven energy. And it's worth that journey of who am I when I'm in type two space? Who am I when I'm in type three space? And that way for me, I think about my growth journey as expanding versus I'm kind of contracting it into just, I only have one path of growth. Instead I can kind of say, What part of me is triggered here? And like this three energy is coming up. What's that about? And how can I support myself through it? So I hope that that is helpful, Gina. Thank you so much for calling in. I'm so glad you are here. Um, Thank you all for calling in your questions. It is so much fun to hear your voice and to get to talk through these things with you. If you have Enneagram questions, you can call them in to 828-338-9127. And if you enjoyed today's episode, help me out by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. That's kind of like how I get tipped for my work, right? So it would mean a lot to me. Thank you for being here, and it is an absolute joy to create this content for you. I will see you tomorrow for the next one.